What's up, everybody? Welcome into episode number 31 of the Mac Geeks podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Hugley, and I am I'm really excited to be jumping on the phone tonight, talking some more wrestling. We got a, a big week ahead of us. Um, I've been podcasting actually all day. It feels like I actually got on this morning with uh, with Sam Latona. So if you're listening now. Um, and you, you want to hear some a good interview, then Sam was an awesome interview. It was really cool to kind of hear his backstory and how he left uh, high school early to move up to Blacksburg, and it was, uh, it's a really cool story, so I definitely suggest uh, checking that out. But tonight, uh, we are all settled, we're ready to go, and I'm going to go ahead and bring on my co-host, Mr. Jack Mueller. What's going on, Jack? Nothing much, just hanging out. Good deal, man. Um i'm man i'm looking forward to this like <sighs> wrestling's back I, I don't know what else to say like i mean wrestling's been back right you've been wrestling like there's there's been senior level wrestling but yeah i mean i'm like i'm i've gotten really big into the senior level for sure but like college has always been my love and so it's back <laughs> man. finally i didn't think it was gonna happen i did not either for sure um, but we're here, so I'm excited to talk about it. Um, but yeah, man. So how's everything been going? I know I think you're in Texas now, right now, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm just taking like a couple weeks in in Texas, you know, the family, and you know, it's been a long time. So uh, I think this is the most time I've really gotten at home, other than quarantine, since before I got to college. So yeah. Yeah, man, that's awesome. I uh, I still have yet to be home since last Christmas. I haven't been home in a year, um, which is absolutely wild. Yeah, absolutely wild. I miss my family terribly. I want to see everybody, but um, actually the in-laws are, are coming up here in about a, two weeks or something. They're going to quarantine and then head up here, um, so at least we'll get to see some people. But, man, I'm, t- I'm so tired of being in this house. I don't know. I think I'm gonna have like PTSD and not know what to do when I get vaccined and I get the vaccine and have to go back to work and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm giving the first person I see in public a huge sloppy kiss on the mouth. Doesn't matter who know. it is. <laughs> no matter who it is, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care if you're standing outside my door, you're getting kissed. Oh, dude, I feel the same way. Like literally, whenever we go back to school, I'll get I'll get arrested if I do that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna lay off the kisses. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you can't yeah. do that at school. No, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I might like hug every adult in the building. Um, yeah. just like I don't even know you, but come here. Uh, so yeah, but gonna be fun. Um, got a, a evening full of awesome wrestling talk to get into. Uh, my, dude, my ass is killing me. This is awful. I had a leg workout today, and uh, I finished it off after working out with, I, st- I don't even know what the hell they're called, if we're being honest, but like, you know when you're laying on your back on the ground, you got your feet, your knees up, and you kind of like basically hump the air. Like, I don't even know what it's called. Glute bridges. Glute bridges. Okay, glute bridges, right? So I did those with my like, my 20 pound med ball, and dude, like, my, my butt cheeks might fall off during the show. Uh, I don't know what's going on. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, man. So let's go ahead and get into this stuff. Cause we got a bunch of cool stuff that we can talk about. Um, not only do we have senior level stuff that we can wrap up, but we can actually jump into college stuff for this week. So, uh, first things first, 
Flow announced their their card finally, right? Which is awesome. We're actually going to have the Tar Heel Wrestling Club the night before, and then the Flow event. I uh, don't know the Tar Heel Wrestling Club stuff yet, but Flow came out and they put their their matches actually out, so everybody can see them. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. the headliner we've known for weeks is Jordan Burroughs versus David Taylor, which is going to be awesome. Like, I, I don't, I can't put words to how exciting that is. Um, but the second one, or the, the not second one, but I think they actually announced this next big match before they announced the whole card. Uh, we're finally going to get your match, Jack. We are going to get it. No, I saw it. I was so excited. So uh, the, the next one is actually the co-main event of the evening. 76 kilograms, Tamara, uh, Tamira Mensa-Stock versus Adeline Gray. You have uh, Adeline Gray's won, what, five world titles? Yeah. World and Olympic? Um, yeah. Has, she's won the Olympics, right? Uh, I don't think so. It's just worlds? Okay. Uh, but either way, she's been the best in the world five times. Um, yeah, she won it in 2012. My bad. My bad. Yeah, and then Tamira has won a world title of her own. So, um, what Wait, people? No, it was the world championships in 2012. Okay, so she has not won an Olympic title yet. All right, well, this is the year to do it. Um, yeah, I gotta yeah. wonder, like, if she won an Olympic title this year, they give her six total. She won an Olympic gold. I would think that's most things you want to accomplish, but there is another uh, wrestling goat in the U.S. history that won six. So do you think she she goes for seven, or do you think she calls it a career if she wins? I don't know. I mean, she's definitely the best American women's wrestler of all time. So I don't know. I mean, the thing that was amazing about John was uh he just won them all in a row you know yeah unbelievable and he actually lost a match to the cuban in i think it might have been the 92 games and the way they did it was you could they just take the top two from each pool and put them in a bracket and so he ended up winning with a loss in the olympic games that's wild so wait okay explain to me how does that work was it pool play yeah, it was a pool, and you take the top two and put them in a bracket. So you get the number one guy from the other pool, and then if, if you're number two, or if you're okay. number one, you get the two guy, and then you wrestle. Hey, Amen. And he didn't get the the Cuban was apparently really good at, at chest wraps and defend and staying flexible and and really good against the low single. It was the one guy that that gave him trouble. Yeah, well. However you get it done, I guess it doesn't matter. Uh, I still got I know, the, right? still no, got the gold medal. Like, uh, I like that model. I like that model a lot. Because, yeah. Uh, second chance. Well, it's kind of like the, the flow event, right? The RDC Cup. Uh, kind of similar where you had the, yeah. the... But at the same time, like there's no um, consequences for losing the first day, which I didn't like. I think if you have some consequences but have a second chance if you only drop one you drop two duels and still have a chance to win it's kind of crazy yeah i guess it's probably i guess it's different individually because like i would say the consequence would have been that you had to wrestle the tougher team the next day but i don't know i mean i think that's probably harder individually 
like you're now you're having to wrestle you know the top guy on the other side i don't know i think duels is kind of different um but to round out the card so we obviously we have the 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 main event co-main event are both world champ versus world champ right so they're, they're both actually multiple time world champ versus world champ um after that Jaden cox makes his return finally he's gonna be wrestling hayden zilmer uh, obviously zilmer's good been on the circuit for a long time but uh you know I, I think that most everybody in the united states is probably leaning a certain way on that one um and james green pat lugo nation garrett joey mckenna uh, Emily Shilson versus Aaron Golston, and then Evan Wick versus Tyler Berger. And they also added the the card today, or the, the match today with uh, your man Mitch McKee and uh, Tristan Moran. So. No, good for them. They wanted to get that this summer. So yeah. I'm happy that they're finally gonna, gonna settle the score. Yeah, no, that's cool because, like you said, like I feel like every time a card comes out, Tristan Moran posts down there like, Give me Mitch McKee. Give me a Mitch McKee every single time. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah uh, that'll be a fun one. They're, they're going to let it go. They'll freaking drop 15 on the, the scoreboard, so that's going to be fun. Yeah, they should have done it a while ago because, like you said, like that's definitely going to be a uh, like kitchen sink, just fun match. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely a good one to have on, on the card. I'm excited to see Nation at 65, too. I definitely think he can be big enough um, for like a Joy McKenna. I don't know about some of these other guys in the weight class like James Green or Jordan Oliver but um, Joey doesn't seem too big I mean I don't really know yeah um, it'll be a, a good test though because obviously we know what Nation is Nation's really good um, but 57 that's that's probably a pretty hard cut for him right so um, yeah you know 65 obviously is not optimal but it might be a little bit better uh especially you know since he hasn't competed in a long time you got to imagine getting back from not competing for a long time you probably don't want to add on to that with cutting a crap ton of weight um so you know 65 he I, it's gonna be a great test right joe mckenna is one of the one of the guys that is kind of arguably tier one right he has he's beat yanni so i think we can we could probably throw him in there in that tier one maybe right on the edge of tier one um and so you know we're gonna get to see real quick what nation is at 65 i don't know year one you don't think he beat yanni uh, uh, yeah he beat yanni but is he a guy just i don't see it i don't see it because would you put alec panaleo tier one if he had to win over jordan oliver Dude, I, I I try, I really, really try because I don't know, like it, it's hard. Jo just hasn't looked himself lately. Let's just put it that way. Like I, I just he he hasn't. Jo. Yeah, like he only had one match. No, he had uh he had the match with Nolf, right? And wasn't there another one in there? Um, okay, okay, but take that one with a little yeah. bit of a grain because that was the first match back you know yeah no, i get it, it. it was still close it was still like one zero one one whatever we'll see i don't really remember anything about it that's just where i'm having like i'm having a hard time talking about it because i don't want to like that's not i shouldn't even say that like we didn't see the 50-0 at senior nationals joe right and that guy is absolutely tier one right there beating 
could possibly beat Zane and and Yanni. Those are the top three guys. But 100%. we didn't see that guy against Pantelio. So well, you can't expect him to be one hundred percent all the time. Yeah. Well, that's. I'm not saying anything. It's not. It's not knocking Jo for me. It's more like Pantelio's legit, but he didn't beat optimal Jo and. It wasn't at 65, and I know that's going to be a crazy cut for Pantelio. So, like, I don't even know if he goes 65, for being honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really want him to. <laughs> I really want him to because it's going to be awesome. Um, but, like, you got like, to think. Remember when in college, he went down to 49 for uh, mm-hmm. Midlands yeah. and yeah, immediately sure. went right back up because it was just too much. And yeah. 65 is 43. So, I can't imagine that's something that he wants. I mean, he probably wants to do it, but I can't imagine that's something that's easy to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, he's like, dude, dude's yoked, right? It's it's not like he's. I don't know. Like, I don't know where he's gonna lose the weight. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, he's gonna he's gonna have to lose muscle. If yeah, he he's gonna have he's to gonna have to. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that car is going to be awesome, man. Uh, anything else you want to say about it before we move on? No, I'm excited. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. It's going to be really cool to see Jaden back on the mat. It's always a thrill to see. And, you know, I think that if you were to put together the top three matches I want, two of them are on that card. So, yeah, that's pretty exciting. Um, without international guys, you know, Haji Aliyev is is my dude so anybody against him would be one two and three so yeah anybody um (laughs) but i mean i imagine the third one for you would be Jaden and snyder (sighs) yeah but not on a card i I want that match to happen with some stakes yeah um you know that's that's not a match that you can just throw together without any without any stakes and It'll be fun, but it won't. The part of the thrill is like part of the thrill with Dake and Burroughs isn't the fact that there's going to be a thousand points on the board. It's the fact that it's going to be. I mean, it's either the beginning of an era or the or the end of an era and the beginning of one, or the king stays and, and challenges a, a spot of the, the goat conversation. You know, and. Uh, that that's what gets me going and and for kyle and, and Jaden, it's who's the number one pound for pound american right now and the thrill with with tamira versus adeline and burroughs versus taylor is like these matches you you can't see so it's like who is the best who is the very very best and and you know it's Getting me excited thinking about it, but uh, this it's a great card. I'm close doing this. Yeah, no, I agree, and I mean, I I completely agree because, like you said, it's cool that we're seeing JB Dake or JB Taylor, but like it doesn't really have any kind of like impact on anything later. I think that, like you said, those matches, like certain ones, like Yanni Rutherford, uh, you know, Dake JB Snyder Cox. I, I want to see all those, like you said, like when the Olympic team's on the line, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's those matches. Like I honestly don't want to see it before then. Um, and mm-hmm. I think 
I think Gwiz Gable kind of proved that to me. And I wouldn't have said that before that match, but after Gwiz Gable, awesome match. Loved it. Like I loved all those matches, but it, it kind of ruined it a little bit later because like, I mean, maybe not, maybe cause maybe you get to see it, you know, again, and maybe Gwiz gets his revenge, who knows? But like, I think it would have been better to see that match happen in the Olympic trials finals. Yeah, I mean, I'm always down for like a Yanni Zayn match just because the controversy, the the back and forth, and just the rivalry that they have already. And I mean, there's no 65 spot for America in the Olympics right now, so the Olympic trials might not mean anything unless they qualify the weight. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I I just know what I'm getting with that one getting some crazy stuff <laughs> for sure um so i uh, that, that kind of leads right into the next thing i was going to do uh pit wrestling club next but i think we're going to just jump over and go nitty line wrestling club uh wolf pack and then we'll come back uh, i'm not we're not going through all these matches that'd be stupid uh, but just kind of yeah i mean it, it, there's you know a season's worth of matches in here um but just kind of any we wanted to pick out. First thing is you kind of led me right into it. Obviously, Zane with a huge win over Bajarang. Um, I think I say huge win. Like we all knew he was there, right? But Zane's been that weird kind of. I don't like. It's this weird dilemma for America where he's the best American. He's kind of proved he's the best American, but he hasn't competed on the senior level. That, like it hasn't translated into success on the senior level like and, and obviously he's beating the guys he should beat but i'm saying he's not beating the guys that he needs to beat to be on that world title level right and now he comes out here and puts on an impressive i think it was six and nothing win over bajarang um and i mean bajarang is a guy that's absolutely world title level so uh, what were your thoughts on that match did you get to watch it i didn't watch it um i need to go back and do that but I mean, is Bosring and Zayn? It's kind of a good matchup for Zayn. Um, Zayn's a goer and Bosring's a goer, and the way that Bosring wins a lot of his matches is is gassing people out and scoring late. Pressure, 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 snap. Pressure, 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 snap. Dumb shot. Um, people are heavy on their feet. He steps on their feet, catches the leg. Zayn's not going to get tired, so I think it really helps. Zane in that situation, not trying to take anything away. But I think that's a huge win for his confidence, and uh, that's got a lot to go in, in the senior level, especially. And um, I don't know. I don't know if this is his jump or not, but uh, that, I mean, he didn't even get scored on, right? It was 6 0. Yeah. And so that's pretty amazing um, against World Silver. So hopefully we see we see a, a world beater in Zane Rutherford from now on. Yeah, absolutely. And like, it's you know we do we kind of talk about that tier of Jo Yanni and, and Zane, and then maybe some other guys kind of getting close with Green and Pantelio and all those guys. But it I mean it really has been Zane, right? It's been Zane um, at the end of the day when the dust settles for the last couple of years. So uh, you know I as as a United States wrestling fan, um, that's it's good to watch him do something like that. So, because you know they've talked about it on FRL and other places. Like sixty-five has been our kind of like pit of gloom on the world circuit lately. Like we just haven't been able to to medal or anything. For since a long time. Okay, 
That makes sense because it was Metcalf. Metcalf and Zane remind me so much of like similar. You know, they're yeah. they're just exactly alike. Like dominant in USA and not not so dominant in the world. And I mean, even in the Metcalf documentary, he's like, I'm beating all the best guys whenever it's not at the world, but whenever the lights show up shine, I like didn't win. And yep. so people like he was saying that he like didn't do anything and stuff, which is kind of crazy, but you know, uh, they're, they're very similar careers right now. So hopefully Zane gets over that hump. Yeah. Uh, Metcalf still one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Like absolutely. Um, but yeah, so other than that, right, that was obviously the big, the big one to kind of end the night. Uh, but there was a bunch of other really good matches. Are there any of them that, that stuck out to you specifically besides Santa Claus with the big comeback over the Grinch? <laughs> no, not really. I mean, there wasn't, I mean, we talked about the, the card before and I just didn't really have a big interest in it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I, most of the matches I saw, I was kind of expecting to happen. Um, although Tariq Wilson had a lot closer of a match with, with Nick Lee, which is really cool to see. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's so just some kind of brief things. Uh, Bo Bartlett looked great. Um, Ed Scott. Like he should. Do what? Like he should. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he looked great. And that's it's exciting to see. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know if he can fit in in the lineup this year. I mean, he wrestled at 145, so I'm assuming he's not going to try 149. Obviously, we know 141's held down. Um, so, I mean, who knows? They could shuffle around, but uh, I, it's it's good to see him out there competing so much. Um, Ed Scott of NC State looked good against Terrell Bearclaw. Uh, Bearclaw looked really good last time we saw him. Who we, we talked about it last time. Remember, he beat up on somebody. Uh, was that a uh, shoop? Yeah. Um, so Ed Scott, uh, he looked good. 10-8 win over Bearclaw. I think that's a solid win. Uh, I think NC State fans should be excited about him uh, at 149. Because that's, I mean, that's been kind of their weaker spot. So you've got a guy that's coming in that's got five years and is, is really good. Um, who else? All of the... They got the freshmen this year have five years of eligibility. Yeah. Insane. Dude, I was talking... I had Sam Latona on this morning, and I was talking to him. Great dude, um, but yeah, he's a real kid. Yeah, really, really good dude. Like, I'm sorry, you can't listen to the podcast or talk to him and not be a fan. You just can't. Um, he he talked about how he before go or for went or whatever his last year in high school went up to Blacksburg. So this is technically his third year on campus, and it's going to be his first year, and it doesn't count. So. Or I told him I was like, "You're in the next Tanner Hall, man. Like, you're you're gonna be in college forever." <laughs> it's yeah, wild. That's so much. That's a, that's asking a lot. And you know, ten, kids. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and obviously, you know, a lot of people are not gonna take that extra year, um, because there's all kinds yeah. of stuff to go into it. But just the fact that there's a possibility for him to be on campus wrestling for seven years is wild. Um, seven, right? Yeah. Um, the other thing, uh, Nick or uh, Penn State just seems to like be turning out Lee brothers that are all great. Um, I mean, they all 
kick butt. They're all great. So it's going to be really fun to watch them the next couple of years. Um, Kirkfleet and Staraki are who we thought they were. They've proved time and time again they're going to be a force, both of them. Uh, and then, uh, like you said, Tariq Wilson absolutely looked great. Like he he looked like that Tariq that they got third at NCAA's a couple of years ago. Um, just shot at will, got in at will, able to take Nick Lee down. Like it, Nick Lee's a dude that I, I think is probably going to win a national title this year. And you know, to score ten points on him, I think is is telling us that uh, Tariq might be back, uh, which is exciting. And I think the only other thing that I wanted to hit. RBY Aljamain Sterling. I uh, you said you didn't watch any of the matches? I saw a highlight of Aljo lat dropping him. Was that yeah. it? Yeah. 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 It was nice. It was it was yeah. really nice. Like I we talked about it last time. I 100% thought this was going to be a beatdown by RBY in the first period and it was a match, dude. I mean, it ended up being 6 to 4. I mean, obviously he got the big 4 with the lat drop, but it I mean, it was a pretty lat drop like yeah, it was nice. Yeah, he. It, it wasn't like there were crap points and whatever. Like RBY also had a really hard time scoring on him, um, so it was a good match. Mm-hmm. But uh, and the the grappling the grappling part was actually really entertaining. Uh, it ended pretty quickly. RBY got tapped out, but if you go watch, <laughs> RBY is like jumping all over the place, just like a madman. Uh, it was it was entertaining. Like, yeah, you could tell. Like he j- he didn't want to like. Like Sterling's just laying there on his back waiting for him. And like RBY is like, no, I ain't doing this crap. I'm just like jumping all over the place trying to get in. Um, yeah. But that was it. Uh that that whole event was awesome. A lot of good matches. It, it was it was a lot more exciting than I thought it was gonna be. Um so I think they did a good job matching up guys, getting good matches in. Any other things on that one before we move on? Nah, nothing for me. Awesome. It's a no from me, dog. Um, yeah. Pittsburgh Wrestling Club also had one. Uh, much shorter match list, but still great matches. Uh, the first thing is uh, CJ Brucky. Just I, I don't know if he has life outside of wrestling um, because the guy wrestles in every single possible match that he can, which is awesome. Um, I'm, I've become a really big CJ Brucky fan because he's literally on every card. He's on the freaking Ashnault card that's that just came out, right? He wrestled yeah. at the Nitty Line. He wrestled at Tar Heel Wrestling Club. He wrestled at one before that. Like, I I, I think that the, the what? Then he was at Pit too. Yeah, yeah. So he wrestled the Pit one. He wrestled one of the other Nitty Line Wrestling Club ones. That's what it was. Oh. Um, like I legitly think that the dude just wrestles at an event, gets in the car, drives to the next one, and then hangs out outside until they give him a match, and then drives <laughs> to the next. <laughs> like I think that's all he does. Um, yeah. But he, I mean, he got the win over Greg Harvey. He looked good. Uh, I think somebody that's really under the radar. It was in your weight class last year. He was one of my fantasy stars, uh, Luke Werner, of Lockhaven. Um, it's Lockhaven, right? Yeah, yeah, Lockhaven. Uh, he got pulled out of red shirt last year, and he was doing really good. Um, and I, I think he's he's. I don't know if I want to say dark horse because I don't know if he's that far down, but I, I'm going to say a dark horse All American uh, guy for me this year. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not saying right now he's top eight guy, but I'm saying if I'm going to pick a guy at 125 that that sneaks in and is an All American, he might be one of my guys. I, I think he's around 12. I don't think he makes it in the top of eight. 
Spencer, Vito. Vito's not there. Camacho, Latona. There's no Vito. There's no Glory. Schroeder, Petzel. And then, I mean, maybe, maybe at eight, Macker. I'm telling you, I think he could sneak in. I think, I think after the top like five or six, there's kind of a, a drop down to where he can hang. Um, I don't know if he beats any of those. But see. we will see. Um, Duke can hang uh, with Courtney. Hugins. He can hang with Lamont. I think he can hang with Courtney. I don't think he hangs with Lamont. And I don't think he hangs with uh, Hudkins. Hudkins is good. Um, yeah, but other than that, uh, Nino got back on the mat uh, up at kind of where his weight's going to be this year. Obviously, we know he's moving up to 197. Um, well, he's at 205 at uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually talked to him last week, and he, uh, another guy, is just absolutely great dude. Like, we literally had technical difficulties for like 40 minutes, and he gets on and just apologizes for like 10 minutes straight. Um, super nice guy. Yeah. And uh, he he said, you know, he's feeling good at his weight, you know, moving up. So uh, it's going to be a fun one with your guy, J.A.L.O. Um, but yeah. Nino actually got the uh, got the revenge over Travis Travis Stefanik of Princeton. Uh, that was actually a state finals match in PA, and Nino lost his senior year. Um, oh. Yeah, he said he was up and got taken down with like 20 seconds left and lost. So... Yeah, so that was a – he actually got second his last two years in high school. So, heartbreaker. And he got to get that one back. So, that was good. He won 8-1. to one. Um, Yeah. And – Yeah, and he's like, dude's super humble and nice. And he's like, no, it's just another match. Like, it's, it was good to get that one back. But, like, you know, it's just another match. I was like, dude, you just stomped the guy. Like, that was revenge. You got this. It was awesome. Except your revenge. Yeah, accept your revenge. You know, take your revenge trophy, smile, laugh about it for a second. Um, but uh, Mickey Phillippe, he beat Ethan Lezak 4-1. to one. Um, Darian Cruz with the, the big throw over, I'm not going to attempt this man's name. <laughs> I wanted you to try it. <laughs> Do you know it? No. Okay. All right, <laughs> cool. I know- I can read it. <laughs> Samat. Okay, so Samat Nadir Bek Ulu. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> it, it was my best shot, all right? Dude, if you're listening, you probably aren't, but if you are, I apologize. Yeah, you're probably not. <laughs> yeah, you're not listening to me. Um, the only people that listen to this listen for Jack anyways. Um, but... I respect that. What? I respect that. Give him a there salute. There Um... <laughs> and then Luke Pletcher beat up on on Dave Habit nine to nothing. So it's a impressive. Impressive. I couldn't find the results of those that match anywhere. Yeah. Wait, Shelton won too, right? Shelton beat Cole Matthews. Yes, that was left off of no, my stuff. Crazy, crazy ending. Yeah. Um, five to five. Yeah. Apparently, the last like forty seconds were just nuts. Which doesn't surprise me at all with any Cole Matthews match ever. No. I was flipping back and forth, so I missed it, but he's fun. <laughs> yeah. He's fun in the end. 
Him and, and Brian Courtney's matches are crazy. Just wait, wait until they do uh, Pit versus UVA. Every time Cole won by like a little bit, but it was a wild finish. He's like, he's like that that horse that like in the movies they know like it's wild. Like if they actually break it, it's gonna be like an awesome horse. You know, was, <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to like compare like if the Duke can harness his power and use it in the right way. He can be one of the yeah. best. It, like it's just wild, dude. So much fun to watch. Um, but yeah, that was a great card. I, I flipped back and forth. The thing I told Nina was um, that I liked the PWC's setup the best out of any of the cards we've seen so far. I don't know. It just like it looks so clean. Um, I don't know. Did, did you get a chance? You, did you see that one? No, I didn't see any of it. I didn't know. I didn't watch it live. So what day was this? What day? Jack, are you a wrestling fan at all? Or do you, like, is, do you care? Sometimes. sometimes the hell, man. Right. All right, I'm going to talk to myself next time because you don't even know what you're talking about. All right. Um, I will yeah. say I'm shocked that Mickey won. Really? Just because Lezak has a little more freestyle experience and what I know from Mickey, he just... Yeah. Um, not a big freestyle fan yeah i can see that um i can definitely see that yeah it was a good match though and mickey looked good um it's gonna be gonna be a fun year to watch him i know obviously you got guys at the top like michich fix rby desanto uh so it's gonna be another you know fight to the end um but it's gonna be fun to see where he ends up um and next thing i wanted to get to okay so we're actually going to get into some acc stuff first thing don't know if you actually got a chance to look at it. You're laughing at me, so probably not. Um, the ACC rankings I put out. I didn't. I what didn't. Are, you, are they at the bottom though? Huh? They're they're in the. I linked them in the doc. You're not even looking at the doc okay. I sent you, I'm Jack. Looking. Jesus. What were you laughing about? I was looking. I was looking at. What were you laughing about? Right. I looked at the the uh, matches. Why do you still think Hyle's going to go 49? I mean, because I got information today. Okay. I actually got, I, I called around, hit some sources up, and uh, I got. He's 49. I got, yeah. Sure. I got confirmation. He's 149, uh, at least for right now. I know that there's still conversations going on at Campbell as to where, if he wants to go on 41 or not. Um, but I got. I'm not ever going to say 100% confirmation, but 98% confirmation that he's going to be 49 at least this weekend. Was it uh, from your dude, uh, Dean Howe? <laughs> no, <laughs> it was absolutely not. Um, you, did not you did not link this in the doc. I absolutely, you're you're, you're no in the wrong the doc. doc. All right. I'm looking at the ACP wrestling preview. Yep, you're in the wrong doc, Jack. Good Lord. All right. Um, Where's the other doc? It, it, I sent it. Hmm. All right, give me a second. I'll send it to you. All right, fill the space. What were you laughing at earlier? Oh, oh, I got no, no, no. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. All right, I'm sending it to you right now. It's heading your way. Um, but I put out my ACC rankings. They're the final preseason ACC rankings, um, and I had a lot of fun doing them. I just wanted to see what your opinion was on. Them. Just go to Rock. Why don't I you just go to Rock? You could just go to Rockfin, but I just email it to you anyways. Uh, well, I emailed you the doc, so you should be in the doc, Jack. Um, well, I got it. Um, yeah. So awful radio, but 
the rankings. <laughs> um, I didn't get so, this. and I don't even know why I emailed them to you. I should have just pulled them up on the screen. I'm an absolute <laughs> moron. Here we go. Let's do it. Oh, gosh. I oh, no, not that. Um, okay. So. You. You want a $2 tip, Jacob? That's Did, cool. I want you to, yeah. Okay, wait, it's not working. All right. So you pull it up. Um, but what? 125, right? So what? I've, what's up? This is, you know, so, a, a weight I'm, class that I'm, has been dominated by my co hosts recently. Um, but they. I'm doing long. <laughs> Until but, he got upset. They, they did finally choose to kick him out of school. Um, <laughs> they said, no more, Jack. No more. Um, yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. All right. I'm trying to find a way to pull this thing up, but it's just not liking me at all. Um, okay. I think I got it now. Here we go. All right. Boom. It's up. Perfect. Boom. So if you're watching along with us, you can actually see the rankings. I got them pulled up on my screen. Um, and... Well, the, what's that? Uh, this is awful, man. Um, put it put it on the right, right, top right. It'll so here we go. All right, I'm putting myself and you on there here. You okay, so if you're listening in, I'm very sorry, but if you're watching, you can see the rankings up on the screen, um, and I'm in the process of putting myself and Jack on the screen as well, so that we're not just talking for no reason. Um, but we got us both up on the screen. Look at that. We're getting technologically savvy. Um, but so number one, I got Sam Latona. Number two, Jacob Camacho. Three, Patches O'Houlihan. Four, Louis Noel. Five, Julian Tag. Six, Logan Agan. And again, for everybody listening, like these are the most up to date that I could get, and I got almost all of them from coaches, right? And just take them with a grain of salt because after this first week we were probably going to see other things happen uh, so they're going to change but this is as up to date as you can get it so what are your thoughts on 125 um you were, what you were killing me for the longest time to do it and I finally did yeah you know I just I thought that Latona should be one um because of the head to head I understand that Camacho got a lot better, and I think that I didn't. I didn't really accept that until I saw him this summer, and I think that he did get a lot better. Yeah. Uh, from the time that December and January happened to the time that March happened, and or even March happened, and then uh, you know he looked really good at the RTC Cup. He looked really good at Senior Nationals. Um. So, I mean, I think Latona should still be one. He beat him at senior nationals as well in a mainly neutral match uh, but this will be a battle um top two is is definitely a battle and then i wouldn't leave my boy patch out either he had a, a couple wins over ranked opponents last year um as my backup and uh, i was pouring a lot into him and he's gonna be very good and exciting to watch and then um lewis newell was was tough he was good on his feet, but as soon as I got on top, he kind of broke, and that's usually a freshman thing, you know, where you're just not, you're not as skilled on bottom as as the rest of everyone because high school 
it's you don't really learn bottom. And then Julian Tag is like the main guy that I'm really excited for, other than other than the UVA guy, of course, because I'm a homer, and I won't hide that. But um, Julian Tag had a great high school career and and really good freestyle, and you know I think he's going to match up well with these young guys. It's, it's a new generation. It's crazy, um, you know. Yeah, I mean we're not we're not seeing you know the 10 years ago when freshmen came in and they weren't ready and they redshirted and they weren't ready for a couple of years and then junior year they started getting good like we're seeing dudes that come into college and they're like they're legit they're competing for national titles oh yeah yeah, yeah. no doubt about that i'm just saying that this weight class in the acc at 125 has kind of been like a i mean outside of me losing last year in the finals it's kind of been like a, a one guy there's like one there's been one guy yeah um whether it's me, Joey Dance, Gerard Garnett, like it goes back um, yeah. to where there's one guy that's usually in the top five and then everyone else is, there's another guy in the top 20 and then everyone else is kind of there. Um, but this has, this is a, I mean, this is a, it looks like a two horse race right now, um, but this could very easily be a four horse race in my mind. Um, and yeah. that's, that's cool. That's cool. I don't think that there's any other weight class this yeah, well, I think personally it's uh, it's Latona Camacho. Um, I, I think that you, your guy Patch can slide in there. Certainly a candidate for best hair in college wrestling right now. Uh, no doubt. No the, doubt. the sickest <laughs> mullet, like, and it's in the team picture and everything. Like, it's just, I mean, he's got it fluffed and feathered. Uh, Sammy Brooks would be proud. But um, he's shaving for his first loss. He's he's gonna shave it for his first loss. After his first loss, yeah. I mean, I respect that. You got to respect the mullet and the powers of the mullet. And, you know, you can't disgrace the mullet. So, uh, it's too good. It's too good to lose. I respect that. Um, But, so hopefully we see him with a mullet at the end of the year on the podium, NCAAs. Um, But, Julian Tag, like you said, is going to be a lot of fun. So, excited to see him. Logan Agan, don't count him out. Uh, Really good kid from Ohio. Uh, got a chip on his shoulder. Had his his last season taken away. His last shot at a at a state title. He was the favorite. So don't count him out. Um, but that's one twenty five. I think that Sam Latona Jacob Camacho are going to fight it out for the top. And no matter who wins, the fans are going to win. Um, one thirty three. Mickey Phillippe, Corbin Myers, Louis Hayes, Jarrett Trombley, Gabe Tag, and Ty Mills. Um, obviously. Here's the thing, all right? So I got to say this before we go any further on rankings. Um, rankings are really hard to do for me because you have to balance what you know with what's on paper, right? Because a guy like Gabe Tag should not be at number five, uh, in my opinion. A guy like it, it's, but yeah, I, I understand. I understand that, but at the same time, uh, like, like right. you, you have. Right, in my mind. You have it right. Okay, so here's the deal. It's like it, Willie does it right, right? Because Willie does rankings, and then he does this crystal ball thing, whereas crystal ball is what he what he thinks is going to happen, right? And I think at some point I want to do one of those, maybe like halfway through the season or something, um, because, you know... Actually, I can't do that. Like, we, we had the argument at 125 for uh, like a week about... Because I had Camacho first, and Latona had beat Camacho. Off Jacob. Yeah, well, you know what? Like... If it was just last season, that loss, like, I get it. But he also won an ACC title after that. 
But then when he beat him again recently, I know it's freestyle, so people give me crap for that. But like at this point now, he's two and zero. It was recent. Like I had like you got to do it now. Um, Gabe Tag though doesn't have any wins over the guys above him, so uh, he is where he is. And you know, it, it's I think it's going to move around. It's going to be fun. Uh, I think this is a really deep weight class. Uh, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, this weight class is sweet. I didn't realize how sweet it was until like just now. Cool to see Corbin Myers back in it. I know he was going to try and go 25 last year before he got injured. I hope he's um, healthy and he's going to, you know, wrestle well. And um, I mean, he has a win over Mickey, but it's just hard for me to see anyone beating Mickey. Yeah. Um, at this weight, he's freaking 30 years old and um, <laughs> and still has three years left. Sophomore, yeah. Uh, but Louis gives him tough matches, um, and I know he always kind of has him. If if Louis can get out on bottom, I think it's a a lot closer match than we see. I mean, in the ACC semis, it was a one point match. It last second last second exchange caused it. So we'll see, you know, Louis last year versus Mickey's three more years left. That could be interesting. Um, Jarrett Trombley's tough, uh, good kid on top. Um, him and Louis had some crazy double overtime matches, which was always fun. And then Gabe Tag has a win over RBY, beat Jamie Hernandez in the wrestle off last year or, or lost in overtime. It was one of the two. Um, very good, you know. The tag brothers are gonna be awesome to see, and um, and then I don't know the other kid, but um, this weight class is really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Mickey's two and zero in the ACC tournament, so uh, he's the guy until proven otherwise. But uh, like you said, that Corbin Myers actually does hold a win over Mickey. I know that Mickey's like three and one against him, but you know it's good to keep in mind that Myers has beat him, uh, and like you said, Louis Hayes right there every time. Uh, one to nothing match at the AC tournament last year, uh, and I actually I got to talk to your boy Mickey a couple weeks ago too. Um, you know, apparently, there's like forty seven Hayes children. Um, they they just you know there, there's going to be a team. Uh, of, well, yeah, there, there's going to be. Yeah, he's one of. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a, a UVA team in the future that is just all Hayes kids. Like there's just probably it's. 10 kids Absolutely. in a row. Um, but that's 133. Cool. So 141, uh, I think this one's pretty straightforward. Uh, Zach Sherman's the number one. Tariq Wilson, Cole Matthews, Brian Courtney, Sam Hillegas, oh, Pat Rowland. You're going to give me crap. No, I'm not. No, this is perfect. I don't mm. I don't see any of it. I'm just like saying, oh, crap, because Hillegas is in college now. And Hillegas is an legit, Man, Tech, Tech's got a squad. Oh, dude. Um, yeah, they're freaking loaded. Dang. Um, you know the cool thing about Hilgus too is that everybody knows that he's just a monster and like he's gonna be really good. And he won, I believe, he won his first two state titles in PA and then didn't win as a junior or senior. Um, and everybody's still like, dude's legit. You know, he had a huge showdown. I forget who it was in the finals last year. He ended up losing, but uh, there's another guy that's really big that's going somewhere else. Um, but yeah, so thoughts on this one? Uh, Sherman won it. Was he the one seed though? Did he? 
Did he win out in the ACC uh, or did he? He couldn't have been because Tariq beat him in the season. Okay, that's what I was wondering. So I mean, I don't know. Um, I've always said one year Brian Courtney's going to break out and he's going to be the guy he was in high school, and I'm, I'm just excited to see that. He, as soon as he matures, he's going to be great. Cole Matthews, like we were talking about earlier, really fun to watch. Crazy end of the match scenarios uh, with him, and then man, Hillegas could be a prodigy, and uh, and uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> this weight class is. I think out of the the first three, this is the most up in the air for me. Um, I think I could see a lot of these guys winning winning ACC by the end of the year. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and tell everyone right now that. Sam Hillegas could win the ACC tournament this year. Uh, I'm not saying he will. I'm saying he could. Uh, so make sure that you're tuning I heard in. Will. I heard Will. No. <laughs> not, no, not saying that. Um, dude, uh, I, Sherman, Wilson, the rubber match this year is going to be great because they're one-on-one one against each other, at least in the last year. Um, so it's going to be fun to see that one. It, it's They got different styles, man. Like Tariq, long, wild, fast, like and then Sherman just kind of Sherman's a very gritty wrestler I guess is how I would describe it the dude just keeps coming keeps coming in your face and just chips away when I was at 33 and he was at 33 he sucked he was super strong Um, like weird strength I hated it I I hated wrestling Zach Sherman Uh, yeah so he's like weird strong and he shoots outside double leg so I had to like go and chasing down and then he would try and shoot in and it was just like yeah man it was brutal yeah so that's 41 49 uh austin o'connor at the top josh Feinsilver, bryce andonian denton spencer luke kimmer and then ed scott at the six that pains me to put him there um you're big on this scott guy i am i I think he's gonna be good man like i I don't know he's not gonna hang with o'connor uh but I think the I think he can be right there battling two three with with the other guys, um, and obviously <laughs> Denton man I, I'm a big Denton fan too. Uh, I love I have a soft spot for guys that are that are tough on top, and uh, he might be one of the toughest in the country on top. I mean I've seen him rip people's arms off, so um, definitely pulling for him. But uh, O'Connor's the guy here. Um, he he's my pick to win a national title this year. Uh, so he, he's, he's the guy. I think it's just about who, who comes in second for me. Um, what do you think? Um, yeah, I think uh, Fine Silver is going to be really good. Andonian gave O'Connor a tight match at the end of the season. Um, I mean, O'Connor, he's going to, I think he's, it's him or Sasso um, standing. So. I think you're right. I think it's a race for second. Um, but, you know, all these guys can win. I know that uh, my boy Denton's going to be a tough, tough guy to beat. And, um, you know, as soon as he he believes in himself that he can he can beat these guys, I think he, he competes with all of them. So I'm excited to see the weight. Yeah, definitely. Um, he, he's, he's one of those guys, obviously, like I do fantasy wrestling, and he's one of those guys I always want on my team because – especially when y'all go to open tournaments he's he's a pinner so um definitely a good guy to have on your fantasy roster uh but 157 
we're gonna have uh, Hayden Hydley at the top. This is another one where you know it's very clear is at the top. And then after that, we got a Virginia boy in second, Justin McCoy, followed by Connor Brady, Josh McClure, Brandon LaRue, who's actually wrestling at the uh, uh, the Ashnault event. I don't even know what it's called. I'm just calling it the Ashnault event. Uh, and then Dallas Bullsack at the bottom. What, what do you think? Um, you know, Hadley's amazing. Uh, he's gotten so much better. And I'm excited to see Justin mass, match up with him. Um, I think just being PA kids, I think he gave them a lot of respect last time they wrestled. Connor Brady's a guy that, that I knew because um, he was at St. Paris Graham for a little bit. And so, uh, like, just growing up at, at Jordan camps, I saw him, and he's a good kid. Same with McClure, actually. Um, I wrestled him whenever I was, like, 10, 9, 10. Um, he's a Missouri kid, really tough. And uh, I don't know the other two very well, but – um, this this weight class is obviously highly at the top, but he's got guys nipping at their at his heels, and and uh, you know maybe. Okay, I, I'm like I'll let you say that because you're a Virginia guy, um, but there ain't nobody hipping at nipping at Hydley's heels. Uh, there ain't. I'm sorry, man. They're like Hydley's standing up on the ledge and they're jumping, trying to touch the bottom of the ledge. Yeah, I mean Hadley's Hadley's number one for sure and uh, heavy favorite. But I'll tell you from personal experience, anybody can be upset. Yep. So I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but did I cut out? Sorry. No, no, you're I'm good. not saying it's gonna happen. I, I, if I was to, you know, make that, it'd probably be Hadley. But I don't want to make anyone mad, especially for my own team. So I'm not going to say. Well, I'm letting I'm you off the say hook they don't here. Have a chance. I, I'm letting you off the hook here. I, I'll I'll say what I want to say, and you say what, you, you got you. Um, but yeah, so I actually I had to. I don't know if you noticed. I had to scroll down a little bit. I got tired of looking at Zahid Valencia's butt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when, when your butt's falling off. Uh, huh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So yeah, it's, it's been a rough rough day. Uh, but there we go. 65. This is wild. The it's not wild, but um, it's it's a weird paradox to have to put the returning ACC champ at two, um, especially when he hasn't wrestled the top guy uh, like 125. But Makai Lewis is the returning national champ, so he slots in at number one. Number two, the 2020 <laughs> ACC champ Jake Wenzel, uh, followed by Thomas Bullard. Kennedy Monday, Jake Keating, and Connor Becker from Duke. So, well, this one's this one's gonna be a fun one too. I think obviously Mackay's a returning champ, so he's the guy to beat. Uh, but Winsel, you know, he won an ACC title last year from the four seed, proved that that he was a, a legit force. Um, and then obviously Bullard, really good on top, solid. Hasn't been able to punch through to that All American status yet, but it is always right there. And I think everybody in the nation knows that if Kennedy Monday wrestles 100%. Uh, he, he can beat just about anybody in the country. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, McKay's amazing. Um, I'm excited to see him wrestle folk style again. And wrestle guys in college again, you know. He's been wrestling senior level guys. and I'm just excited. I mean, I don't know how good he is anymore because he hasn't been wrestling, uh, you know, younger guys. Yeah. Um, and then Wenzel is tough. 
for sure. I don't know if he can compete with Makai, but um, he's there. Bullard Monday. I think. I mean, Kennedy. I think we've just seen, we've seen glimpses of of greatness in his wrestling. You know, so we'll see with that. And then Keating's always uh, he's Eric Keating, so you never know what's going to happen with his matches and. Um, He'll be fun to watch this year. I'm excited to see him at 65. And his weight class it might look pretty dominant at the top, but uh, that doesn't mean that it's going to be competitive everywhere else. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, hold on one second. I got a uh, my laptop's not charging. I'm at 14. percent It's all good. But um, all right. So I'm going to move on to 174. And actually, if you could uh, intro this 174, I'll be right back. All right, so at the top we got Matt Feinsilver, who is coming off redshirt, I think. Um, yeah, because he got a Greco Olympic. Then Devin Kane's coming back after a year off, and then another Bullard, um, and then Jared McGill, Marcelli, and Colton Clark, who I don't know who that is. Honestly, this weight class is wide open. Wow, yeah. I don't know. Like, there is not a guy that's like, they're going to win. Um, I think Devin Kane, was he the guy that was the 33 seed and ended up making the round of 12? Yep. Okay. So, I mean, we don't know if that's a one tournament thing or, or if you can keep that greatness up. Then that that might be your favorite right now. Uh, Matt Feinsilver has had some amazing wins um, in the senior level. Um, Bullards are always tough. And then I don't know the Pittsburgh guy or the Virginia Tech guy, but I can tell you Vic is, is going to be a lot more grown up in the way that he approaches his matches. Um, there were times when he was a little mentally weak, and I think that he's going to grow past that and, and be very tough. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, the interesting part here is the absence of Clay Lott or Clay Lout. Um, Clay wrestled at the Tara Wrestling Club Open. Uh, he appeared to get hurt in the match. Uh, I've I've talked to the coaching staff and they said that that he's good. Um, that it's nothing serious, uh, so that's good. But obviously, you know, you got a guy Devin Kane that's also at that weight that, like you said, was the 33 seed and ended up making the blood round. Um, almost the last seed in the or the last seed in the NCAA tournament. Almost uh, all American. So. I think he's going to be a lot of fun to watch this year. I think the interesting thing for for North Carolina here is that they have Devin Kane, Clay Lout, and uh, Gavin Kane all at 174. Um, and then 184, we're going to see in a minute, is Chazen Blair, which I think they, they got to find a way to get one of those two other guys at 74 up because uh, they got some hammers at 74. It's, it's a logjam of guys that could possibly all american um and then you know they gotta they gotta get one of them up um but like you said i think it's pretty wide open matt feinsilver spent last year training at the otc with guys like Jaden cox so you know he was really good before uh and you know he he was kind of a guy that at the ncaa tournament both years uh he he hit all americans those are the only people he lost to like he, he lost to some really good dudes at the tournament so um, I think he, I think he lost to Lighty two years in a row, um, but uh, Devin Kane, 
is probably my guy at the point to win. Like right now, if I were to just gun to my head, have to pick somebody, I think I'm picking Devin Kane. Um, but I don't know. It, it could be like, there's a bunch of possibilities here. Who knows? Yeah. This is a weird weight class. I don't, I don't think that there is a favorite. I think that if there was like, if there were odds, there's a lot of guys that have similar odds. I think the top top three probably have the same odds to win it. Um, and then the, the bottom three probably have very close to same odds to win it, you know? So this is going to be a crazy weight class. Um, you know, uh, right now I'm looking at Stat and they have Fine Silver and Bullard 9-10, Clay Lau 12 if he wrestles, mm-hmm. which means – you know, Devin Kane's probably in that that range, ten to twenty. So I mean, there's gonna be three. There's gonna be three NCAA spots. There's gonna be three NCAA allocations. So yeah, um, this will be a grind. This yep. will be a grind. I agree. I, I don't think there's a favorite at all. I just if I had to go if I had to go with one, it's really hard not to go with the dude that was the 33 seed to the blood round. Um, you know, we'll see. But. 184 is going to take us to Hunter Bolin at the top, followed by Trent Heidley, uh, Greg Harvey, Mason Eglin, Michael Batista, and Chazen Blair. Uh, this is where, like, if 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 UNC bumps up one of those guys, like Lout or even Gavin Kane, if one of those guys get in at 84 and they're a, a, a appropriate size to hang, uh, this might be the deepest weight class in the ACC, if you ask me. Um, because the top two are like the top two could legitly be an NCAA final. Um, obviously there's some other really good dudes out there with, you know, Brooks and, uh, I mean, I mean is apparently at 84. Um, so there's some really good dudes out there, but like, I, I don't care who you are. You're crazy. If you tell me that there's no possible way Hunter Bull and Trent Hydley couldn't be an NCAA final. Um, and Harvey, 17 and 9 last year really good uh mason eglin was the uh, only national qualifier from duke last year and 21 and 12 season he was easily their best guy uh, i've heard a lot of good things from uh coach garland about michael batista and then uh you know depending on what happens at north carolina uh jason blair we we only saw him two matches last year and he dropped them both so uh it just depends on on what we see out of them but it's gonna be a fun weight class what do you think Bolin Hidley, very tough. Um, Harvey's tough, but I've always gotten like, I don't know, I've always gotten weird vibes from from them about Hidley, or Harvey. Eglin's obviously great. Um, Batista, I mean, he's built like a bodybuilder. Um, you know, if he can just use it. And I think he's grown up a lot in the, the way that he approaches his matches and the way that he wrestles. And just like at U23s, it was uh, instead of just constantly attacking because he's a, a crazy dude, you know, crazy mofo, he freaking, you know, goes counter offense, spin behind, wins the match. And, you know, I think he's an NCAA qualifier if he's not in the ACC last year with Bowl and Hydley. Bonacorsi being the only three to qualify. Batista yeah. was four. And, uh, you know, he goes a two-point match with Heidley. Um, I, I think that this weight class is a lot better for him because I think four guys right now 
have allocations and and I think that uh, you know I think Batista can knock one off and if they if UNC bumps up a guy like you were talking about then that's five allocations and um, you know a, a lot of these weight classes have four or five you know yeah uh, it's, it's really exciting it's really cool to see ACC is going to be bringing there's going to be a couple teams bringing nine ten so yeah. um, it's really really great to see um these teams just go off. ACC is deep, man. I've said it a million times. I'll say it again. I think second best conference right behind the Big Ten. Um, I agree. One ninety-seven. Got your your dude JILO up at the top, uh, followed by Nina Bonacorsi, and then I got Nick Reenan, Caden Russell, Max Shaw, and Andy Smith. Um, obviously, uh, you know Jay. Very high hopes could definitely win a national title this year. Uh, I think the same thing can be said with Bonacorsi if he fills into that weight appropriately. Um, Nick Reenan, dude that all the talent in the world just had some injury problems. Uh, if we get 100% uh, Nick Reenan, then then he's a force. Caden Russell has, is definitely a, a sleeper for Duke. Um, I think he could do pretty well this year. Max Shaw has looked really good for UNC. And then Andy Smith at Virginia Tech slotting in. So what do you see here? See right now, I see a two two horse race with Jay and Nino, and then if Nick's a hundred percent, it's a three horse race for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay and Nick are both my guys. Uh, I grew up a block away from Nick, so um, he's the man. And I think that that's going to be a fun a fun group of three right there. And I'm excited to see how Nino fits in. I never looked at him and thought that's a big one eighty four. And uh, you know, Jay's cutting from. 30 pounds up so i think he's got a big size advantage there and uh you know with the with the way acc's is it's a 10 12 hour weigh-in so i think that he matches up well with nino um and it's gonna be a lot of offense both those guys shoot constantly and uh don't waste a lot of time so that's gonna be a high scoring match um caden russell also very good uh he looked really good in in the past that I've seen him and, and Max Shaw you were saying uh, UNC talks about him a lot and then I don't know Andy Smith I knew that they had Stan Smeltzer but I guess he's not their starter yeah that was a recent development when it, just when I asked about the lineup they said Smith was the guy uh, at least this weekend so yeah I've never seen this game before all right speaking of this weekend we got a bunch of matches so i'm gonna roll through uh we're just gonna hit 285 and then we'll briefly go through the other ones actually 285 has not changed since i did the original one um at all so deontay wilson john borst andrew gunning quinn miller Braden ray cole rickert uh actually Braden ray and cole rickert i i put in because that that lineup changed but uh deontay wilson's <laughs> the returning uh, runner-up so he's the guy uh, but this is, uh, I think, I don't remember which weight class you talked about earlier, maybe 74 being up in there. I think this one's also really up in the air. Yeah, this one could go any way possible. Uh, Deontay Wilson looked awesome last year. He Okay, so I was confused about Nittany Lion Wrestling Club because did, did Deontay wrestle, Wilson wrestle – who do you wrestle? Kirk there Fleet? was there was some kind of mix up because he was supposed to wrestle Kirkley and then I think he didn't. But on the results, it might have said he. I, I don't even. I don't know. I, I didn't actually watch that match. So, okay, I'm pretty sure I he wrestled Lawler. Pictures, I saw pictures that he wrestled Kirkley. Okay, so if you um, saw a picture, then he did. 
the results, it said he beat Seth Nevels, which is a pretty good win. Um, that they didn't wrestle. So they didn't wrestle. They didn't wrestle each other. No. So, um, I mean, I don't think they did. So I, I don't know. I was kind of back and forth. So I definitely missed those. I mean, that's matches. a big win. That I mean, I saw it on Bash Bash Mania. Oh, okay. It said, Maybe it happened. But, then. but then I saw a picture that it was. It was clearly not. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So um, maybe, yeah. Um, but, board very good. I know that they're big on him. Andrew Gunning uh, is tough. Uh, Quinn, if he's healthy, he's really good. And then I don't know the other two guys, uh, the new guys in the lineup. Um, without without Thomas in there, it's very wide open. So that's exciting. I see four allocations here. Yep, and the, I mean literally, like I don't I don't know anything about Cole Rickert, but uh, the other five guys, like if any of them won the ACC championship at the end of the year, uh, I wouldn't be blown away. Um, so that'll be fun. Pound for pound, we'll just briefly go through. I kind of do my pound for pound. Just pound for pound was where I get a little bit fun. Um, I, I do pound for pound basically by who has the best shot at doing the best at NCAAs for me. Um, so do I kind of shot at doing better than AOC. I Austin O'Connor. <laughs> that that one's tough. I mean, Makai has to be a one because he's national champ. Uh, Hayden yeah, Hadley, Austin O'Connor. It, it it's really tough, but I think I ended up deciding Hadley because Hadley has placed higher. Um, so I ended up going with Hadley. But yeah, that one's like neck and neck. Like if you're talking about who could win a national title, I think they're neck and neck. Um, past that, it got a little bit more fun because none of these guys have actually, you know. I don't even think any of them are actually all American besides the uh, you know COVID all American last year. Um, so you know Jay, I think Hunter Bolin, Trent Hydley, Nina Von Corsi, uh, Mickey Phillippe, Zach Sherman. And I think number ten I had my, Matt Feinsilver slotted in. Um, but yeah, I mean that was just kind of a little. little it's a little bit of fun uh, me to put you know kind of who I think is is doing the best, and obviously these will be updated every single week. So it's going to change a lot. Um, and I don't expect any of these to stay the same even a week. So um, we'll see. But last thing is the team. Uh, and the team uh, is here. And the team is super easy for me to do because I just go through and I take my rankings and I average them. Oh, and, wow. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, I average. So I do the average wrestler rank. So I just go through and I literally go, okay, all 10 NC State guys, you know, these are all the numbers, divide by 10, there you go. Um, so, yeah. NC State at the top, Virginia Tech second, North Carolina, Pitt, Virginia, and Duke. But I will say for those that are listening and not watching, um, NC State average rank is 2.7, Virginia Tech is three. And then after that, North Carolina, Pittsburgh, and Virginia all have a 3.6 so they are literally all the exact same number and the way that i did tiebreakers was i just went through and i said all right who has the most number ones there you go who has the most number twos most number threes and i just went down the list um and that's how i got it. so but there i mean three through five are all the exact same average rank uh, as far as my rankings go so yeah yeah yep gonna be a fun one 
Yeah, I will say that Virginia Tech's is a little off just because not. Well, I mean, a lot of these are a little off because well, not because Jacob's sucks. Freshman. Because <laughs> Jacob's awesome, but because you know Ed Scott. Yep. Six, ranked six right now. Um, Sam Hillegas ranked fifth right now. Yep. So these are these are going to change drastically in about a month. They won't they won't be the same. A hundred percent. And and who knows who's been making the most gains? I mean, you can tell who who took quarantine off for sure, and and who who used it to to make them better uh, themselves better. So, you know, it's going to be a weird year, and I'm excited. And uh, real quick before we move on, speaking of Virginia Tech, uh, a move that I want to see him do. Obviously, this year's free, so you get to kind of throw people in the lineup. Yeah, Hunter Katka at two eighty five. If we threw, if they threw in Kaka at 285, I think that he could win an ACC title. So, uh, right, yeah, I think I mean, he's really good. Another one of those freshmen that's really good. How did he so, get Do what? Question. I don't know how he did I'm with. Just how... I'm not sure, um, but I mean, I don't know. He, he's just another one of their really good freshmen. So I'd like to see him at some point, at least in a couple duels. Um, but. That's the rankings. Uh, I want to move on and hit the duels that are actually happening this weekend. Uh, so, do you have anything to say before we move on? Did I do awful? Was it okay? Um, no, this is great. Great job, Jacob. Pat myself on the back for those that are listening. Um, <laughs> all right. So, back to it. And actually, I'm just going to go back to me. Are you putting it on the screen? There we go. Um, oh, nice. I'm going to, I think we're just going to talk about it for right now. So back to the, the duels, right? So obviously it's the first week of ACC wrestling and we are getting the very first duel. Uh, UNC versus Campbell is Friday night. So UNC versus Campbell. And then we've got Virginia Tech versus Campbell on Saturday. Uh, they were also going to wrestle George Mason, but that ended up being canceled. Um, so Virginia Tech versus Campbell on Saturday. Uh, also on Saturday, UVA is going to App State, and they're having a, a, a cool kind of tournament thing that we'll talk about in a second with App State, Kent State, and the Citadel. Uh, NC State is wrestling Gardner-Webb on Sunday, and Pitt is wrestling Navy on Sunday. So um, I am actually going to come out with a preview uh, I'm probably going to drop it tomorrow for everybody that's listening. Make sure that you, you tune in because every week I'm going to put out a preview. It's going to have the projected lineups for all the ACC duels along with where you watch it. So, you know, ESPN Plus, Rockfan, blah, 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 uh, when it's happening, just like a guide. If you're an ACC wrestling fan, you should be able to click on this, know where your team's wrestling, I mean, where you can watch, when who's supposed to go and then maybe a couple notes about what I think. So um, that's going to come out tomorrow. But uh, me and Jack have it pulled up. It'll drop tomorrow for you guys to see. So uh, UNC versus Campbell, we don't have the time to go through all these matches. So we're just going to kind of briefly talk about each of the duels and kind of some matches that, that we think might be cool. Uh, UNC versus Campbell is going to be fun because obviously we've got our first look at the Tag Brothers. Uh, Devin Kane at 74 is going to be fun. And there's some some cool matchups. What uh what are you excited about about UNC Campbell? Uh, 125, 133 will actually be good matches. Um, Zurich Storm is a, a NCAA qualifier contender, and 
you know, all the great, uh, you know, all the really good 25ers, they always get started off with, with one guy that's been there for a while that is qualified for NCAAs, and you kind of see where they're at. Gabe Tag, same thing. Corbin Mink, uh, tough guy, NCAA qualifier, caliber. Um, that's going to be a great match. And then... The big I'm, one. You know, 49 is great. It's O'Connor versus Josh Howell. Um, but Austin O'Connor is just really good. <laughs> yeah. I'll leave that. I mean, it would have been more exciting if Howell was at 41, in my opinion. Um, I think 65 will be great, too. I think Kennedy Monday versus Austin Kreiser uh, will be a very good match. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, just like you said, the, the the two guys at the bottom, I think those are really good matches for them to start off with because uh, they're both – both Tag Brothers are pretty hyped up. And uh, like you said, we're, we're seeing them right off the bat against qualifier-type guys. Uh, so that's going to tell us where, where they're at. O'Connor versus Heil, yeah, I agree. Like, Josh Heil is really good. Um and I think I'm actually I use the open mat rankings, my man Earl. Uh, so Josh Howell is the actually actually the number ten ranked guy at 149, uh, and uh, O'Connor number one preseason uh, by the open mat. So um, that, it's going to be a good matchup. But I think we all know that O'Connor is kind of uh, maybe him and Sasso on, in a league of their own. Uh, maybe you can include some of those other guys that jump in there. But um, I think definitely a, a tier above Heil. So. Uh, we'll see. But Heil is definitely an All-American contender guy. Uh, so it's going to be a fun match. And like you said, he was 141 last year, and he's actually listed on their roster at 141. Um, but I, I got confirmation through somebody um, that I won't reveal my sources that uh, he uh, he's going to be 49 at least for the moment. So um, that'll be a fun matchup. But uh, yeah. another the thing I wanted to do, all right, and I didn't tell you about it before, but we're gonna do it. Is every week when we go through these, um, I, I love watching NFL. You know, when they before the games, they'll all sit down and pick, and then they'll have like a running tally the whole year of their picks. Um, so not every match. I'm not UVA matches. I can't. No, no, no. I was gonna say. <laughs> uh, so, so my idea was at least to pick duels. Um, so you know, just the, the winner oh, of the duel, cute. right? And so we'll, we'll both pick a winner of a duel. Obviously, a lot of them are going to be the same for us, but there's going to be some where we probably differ. Um, and then um, also, these out earlier then. I know. I also wanted to <laughs> to pick maybe like three matches every week that that are kind of like the premier matches or something like that 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 we go through and we make our picks. How's that? Yeah, so. we should do that. Yeah, we can do that. Um, are you going to pick the matches, or, or do we both come with three matches pick, like ready to pick and then do end up doing six or something like that? Okay, or? so I – and that, that doc that I sent you that had the link that I emailed to you last, um, it yeah. has picks of the week. So I have actually four matches on there, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, but let's go ahead and just – for this first duel, UNC versus Campbell, who you got? UNC. Um, I think Campbell's a very good up-and-coming team, especially with what Colot did before he left. Um, you can just see that from from their bottom half of the lineup. You know, Josh Howell, Zerch Storm, Corbin Mink, all great guys. Um, I think UNC is just going to be a powerhouse soon uh, with the recruits they brought in and what Coleman Scott has been doing there. And, and uh, you know, they're, they're just going to be a loaded team this year. Tough to beat. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I got the same thing. It's going to be UNC. Uh, I think there's going to be some fun matches to watch in the duel, but at the end of the day, I, I think it's uh, a pretty pretty safe UNC win. Um, I'm not going to predict scores, but we'll, we'll pick the duels. Maybe we'll predict scores at some point. But uh, second duel is going to be Virginia Tech versus Campbell. Uh, so Campbell making that trip up to Blacksburg after Chapel Hill. Uh, and they are going to... Oh, first, first, let me say, if you... You need to find this to, to see where and when everything is, but a UNC duel is going to be on Friday at 6 p.m. on the ACC Network. Um, Virginia Tech versus Campbell is going to be on Saturday at 3 p.m., also on the ACC Network. Um, and this one this one's going to be fun. Um, actually, I think this is going to be my, my duel of the week. I think we need to save one duel to go through and actually kind of talk a little bit more in depth. Um, so let's come back to this one, and we'll go through this one a little bit. Who's your duel of the week? Not Navy and uh... Uh, looking at them, I I think I think Navy and and Pitt might be a closer duel, uh, or definitely will be a closer duel. But I think this has better matchups. Better matchups. Um, okay. So you cool with that? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Uh, so we'll come back to that one. But uh, the next thing, uh, Jack's alma mater, UVA. Uh, they're going to App State, like I said. They're wrestling in uh, what's going to be kind of a tournament event, which is going to be cool. I actually learned about it on FRL. Um, it's going to be on Rockfin, which is awesome. Uh, so you can watch it on Rockfin. If you go to At The Grind, which is the App State Rockfin, uh, you have to ask them why they call themselves that. But The Grind on Rockfin, um, it's going to be all day long, and uh, you're going to get to see a whole lot of matches. What they're actually going to do, at first I thought they were going to have just like a dual round robin, uh, but they're not. What they're doing is they're actually making pools at each weight class. And so like 125, for example, from what my understanding is, is each school is going to put in two dudes at 125. So they're going to have like a pool of eight guys. And I, I, who knows, maybe they get seven matches. I can't imagine they do, but I, I think they get more matches than three. So uh, they're, they're going to put them together in these kind of pools and, and let them wrestle and just get a bunch of matches. Yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, I think it's good because it's a wrestle-off format in a tournament situation. So, you know, we got – I'll use 174 as an example because I think that's the closest contested weight class, Vic Marcelli and Robert Patrick. Um, I think that those two guys being in a tournament – it's it's better than a wrestle off because you wrestle the same guy every day, um, so a match that that could be ten to zero will end up being three to two, and uh, you want to see who can perform the best, and this is a great example of, of seeing who's going to go out in a tournament and and wrestle uh, their best, and you know this is this is a great way to do it. I think that not you could do this in a non-COVID year, and it would be a perfect idea. Because it's great for every team, and it's great—it's great for guys that don't have to go and get opens. And you know, maybe you can do it before the season and make it an RTC thing, um, just so people—you know—you can have backups and not use eligibility, or make it an open, but like not an open. <laughs> and uh, you know what I mean? Like make it a non-open open, yeah. Where I'm... it's just four teams and and have everyone wrestle in it. And I think it'd be cool. I think it's a great idea. I mean, I think I don't even think you need to wait until the season, or I don't even think you need to do it before the season. Like you can definitely do RTC format, but I think 
you know, at the beginning of the year every year, I don't know what they're called, but there's there's a lot of tournaments that are usually at the beginning of the year. Like Iowa goes to one where they go and just like slaughter like five teams. I don't know what it's called, but like they have teams, they have tournaments where at the beginning of the year they kind of go to dual tournaments and they're like tune-up matches almost for some teams. And so yeah. I think this would be the same kind of deal. Um, and I think, like you said, it's a fantastic way to decide the lineup. Uh, I actually had this situation last year uh, with my team where I had two dudes in the room at 113 that were both really uh, like they were, they were both decent and one guy won every single wrestle off but the other guy was definitely better in the matches and so I actually at one of my duels I had them both wrestle the starter of the other team and the guy that won my wrestle offs got teched and the guy that lost the wrestle offs majored the kid so it was, it's wild. It's that just weird. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah. It's weird how it's it's weird how the relationships and the, the matches go inside your own room. You know, like you can really learn somebody and kind of know how to beat them, but not maybe be better than them, like in the long run. So, um, yeah, but that's gonna be cool. Uh, are there any potential matchups that you see that might be good? I think one that stands out to me doesn't involve UVA guys, but uh. Flitz and McNally at 174 are, are both ranked guys um, that, that could be a fun match. Yeah. Um, Vic wrestled McNally last year and lost at the very end. Um, that's another guy that McNally beat him in the state finals or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's like a revenge match. Uh, Cody Russell, it's going to be cool seeing him at 125. He's tough. He was a qualifier at 33. Uh, I'd like to see Patch against him just because I think that Cody Russell's like right in there with the top 25 guys, and it'll be a good test for Patch. Um, no, not really uh, any of the other ones. Uh, you know, it'll be good to see them in a tournament situation. There's one. Uh, there's actually another one that, that I was kind of looking forward to, and that's going to be uh, Denton Spencer and Jonathan Milner. Um, so obviously we know we've talked about Denton. Uh, he actually has a win over Milner, uh, eight to three last time that they wrestled. But uh, this year uh, coming in the open mat actually like Denton had a good year, uh, but Milner actually was like thirty-one and four or something. Uh, so he comes into this year as I think the number seventeen seed on the open mat, Milner, and then Spencer is the number twenty-six seed. So uh, he's nine spots lower in the rankings but has the win over milner so uh that could be a good match and and maybe launch denton up the rankings a little bit um so i think good opportunity for him a guy that he's beat that's ranked nine spots higher than him right now so that's good um and then after that we'll i guess there's no duels to pick here so we'll just move on uh nc state is at Gardner Webb on Sunday. Uh, that's going to be 1 p.m. and we don't know where yet. I'm uh, still waiting on Gardner Webb to let people know where you can watch that, but uh, I will update that and have it out as soon as I know. Um, but I mean, if we're being honest here, uh, this is going to be an NC State shellacking. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there's not much you can say about it. It'll be good to see NC State's lineup. Yeah. For the first. NC State. Didn't lose a single starter, uh, and in fact, they they bumped they changed guys at 149, uh, which I think is, is an improvement. Um, so I, I think if anything, they got better, and so they're taking on a, a Jor, or a, a Gardner Webb team that, that doesn't have a single ranked wrestler. So you never know; it's wrestling. Anything could happen. But uh, 
I, I just I say this cautiously, but don't be surprised if it's a, a 10-0 match favor for NC State. Um, so obviously we're both picking NC State, right? Yes. All okay. Right. Um, let me go ahead and put that down. But the next one uh, is, I think, probably going to be the the closest duel of the week, if you ask me, and that's going to be uh, Pitt at Navy. So Pitt at Navy, Sunday, 7.30 p.m. Uh, that's on ESPN+. Plus. And we're going to see uh, – this is, this is a cool matchup because Pitt has some, some guys moving around weight classes, uh, obviously have a lot of really good, talented dudes that have proven themselves on the roster. Um, and then uh, Navy uh, – Navy's exciting because, for me, Navy was always one of those teams that always had, like, one or two dudes that was really good, right? So you always knew, like, one or two Navy guys, but the rest of them you didn't really know much about. Um, and now – we got Kerry Colat coming in, taking over up there, and we saw what Colat did at Campbell. And I mean, he went, he took Campbell from who the heck is Campbell? They wrestle to having some really good dudes. Um, I'm excited to see what he does with, you know, the military academy kind of guys that that are very athletic and very disciplined. Um, you know, it, it's, it'll be fun to see what happens up there. So, what do you think about this duel? I think this is going to be a lot closer than most people think. I, I'm, I've either got it 6-4 Pitt or 5-5, five, five, maybe 6-4 Navy. Uh, I mean, there's going to be some big swing matches. Uh, just going through it, I got Treister, Tribus, 49-57 for Navy. And then, I mean, I don't know their heavyweights or 74. Uh, but 65 is the swing match and yep. that's going to be crazy this two top as a top 10 match and uh tanner skills schedules no joke ended the season on a one two three five six seven eight match win streak uh with his only loss or i mean no i lost he lost four times and uh he lost to chinzo wick mcfadden and griffith mm-hmm. so I mean, very capable EIWA champ um, versus ACC champ as the uh, as the swing match in this duel, I think. But I mean, this could either be a, a seven three pit match or a six four navy match. So it's gonna be great. What you got? <sighs> oh, do it. I don't know. I don't know. Let me, let me here. You go first because I'm, I'm I didn't really like look at this. I want to see the two eighty five. I'm taking, I'm taking Pitt, um, and the reason I'm taking Pitt, I agree with you. I think Treister at 125. Uh, I think Philippi at 33, 41. You said Tribus. I think that it could go either way. Um, I'm, I'm not picking Matthews. I'm not picking Tribus, but I'm saying that matches another one that could definitely go either way. And um, uh, 49-57. I think that like who knows. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think you probably favor Navy a little bit, but like those are ones too that like if if it went 41, 49, 57 for Pitt, it wouldn't terribly surprise me. Um, and then 65 is a big swing match. Wenzel and Schedule. Uh, I, I, I don't know there. Uh, McGill, I think, is the favorite. Harvey is probably the favorite. Bonacorsi is obviously heavily favored. Uh, Rickert. Uh, we don't know much about either, but it is pretty good. Yeah, Perlcott was ranked 17th on WrestleStat. 
Who? Birchmeyer. The okay. Navy heavy. Uh, the other thing is when I'm looking through, like, there's places where I see bonus points happening, and Philippi, I think, is going to get bonus points. Bonacorsi. Bonacorsi. Bonus points. I think Bonacorsi gets bonus points. I don't think they. Mickey doesn't get bonus points. In my opinion. I don't know. I, I just, I when I'm looking at it, I think that there's a, a better. I don't know. I, I just think in the swing matches, oh, I can see more of them going pit. What? Okay, guess what WrestleStat has it as? Oh, the super close. He's like 18-17. 15-15. Eight, oh, my God. Well, who do they got one in? 15-15? Uh, they said no one. Oh. They say it's all decisions. All this, oh, wow. Okay. All right, well, do it, man. Uh, this also has Cobb at 49. And not at 33. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, I'm going to go Navy. I'm going Navy. I'm doing it. Yeah. Did it. All okay. right. Yeah. You did it. I got Pitt. You got Navy. Hell yeah. Um, so no matter what, one of us will be leading these picks next week. Um, well, I yeah, guess I we still Crazy. got one, one more duel to pick. But um, yeah. So. That's gonna be see. That's that's where I I struggled because I think this is the best duel of the week, um, but more fun matchups to talk about Virginia Tech Campbell. So yeah, it's it's uh depends on where you're leaning. I think yeah. that that one's gonna be more edge of your seat. Holy crap! It's coming down to the last match. Who's gonna win? Yeah, I think if you're like super excited to see wrestling back and you want to like have a really good match, you this is this is the match to watch this week. Um, but you know Virginia Tech, uh, UNC. They, there's there's other names out there that you really want to see, especially some young guys. Um, so that's going to be a fun one. We picked uh, opposite ways, so let's see what happens. We we got to figure out what happens at the end of the year uh, for who wins. But I still owe you push-ups. Uh, I'll get those done. But all right, let's go to the last match, um, which is going to be not, not the last match in order, but the the one that I saved for last so we can go through and talk about. Um, and that's Virginia Tech Campbell. Uh, I think this is going to be a really, really fun duel uh, full of great matches. Um, starting off at 125, Sam Latona versus Zerk Storm. Uh, Storm, if you people, people probably know a little bit about Latona, right? He kind of burst on the scene at Southern Scuffle last year. Uh, with the pitch and any match, uh, we I talked to him about it today. So if you want to hear more about that, go check that out. Um, but uh, Latona in red shirt was twenty and two. His only losses were to pitch and storm. So I told him uh, or I asked him, I was like, you, "You excited to get this one?" He's like, "Yeah, I, like I'm looking forward to this one um, because you know he only has two losses in his red shirt, and one of them was to this guy." So. Uh, I think the I think Latona gets the win here, um, and uh, I think it's it's going to be a good match though. Storm's no joke. What you got? Yeah, like um, in that match, I got Latona. I don't. There's only a few guys that can beat. Like after feeling him, there's only a few guys in that weight class that can beat him. I think so. Um, I think that the most exciting match at this in this duel is one forty nine. I think even. Um, I know that their their eighty four is number seven in the country. I just don't see him. I think Hunter Bolin is in in that top tier of guys. 
I mean, Andonian and Heil are guys that are going to be crawling on the American round of 12. And uh, this is a match that could be, you know, big for seeding, you know? Yeah. Let's, let's go through an order, man. So, 25, yeah. Latona, we both got uh, 33, Corbin Myers and Mink uh, from Campbell. Corbin Myers. Corbin Myers. Yep. Uh, 41, we get to see Sammy Hillegas on the mat. Uh, he's got uh, Hannon, or Hannah from Campbell. Um, I, you know, I don't know much about, about Hannah, um, but it, it, we're, we're going to see, uh, you know, who Hillegas is in a Virginia Tech singlet. So that's going to be fun. That was cool because I, I actually texted the coaching staff and asked them just to kind of verify my lineup, and um, they, they told me that, that he was a go for this weekend. So uh, it's going to be fun to see him. Uh, and then what you said, 149 is kind of the premier matchup of the night. Uh, Bryce Andonian versus Josh Heil, exactly like you said. I think that they're both on the edge of All-American honors. Uh, Jack wants to say round of 12 like it's some far-off thing, but it's one match away. Um uh, but, yeah, I mean, th- these are two dudes that are going to be fighting for a spot on the podium regardless. Um, and, and we're going to get to see. I mean, Heil is kind of the veteran that's been around a while that's, that's looking to get his his AA at the end of his career. And uh, Bryce Andonian, a uh, young buck that's done really good. Did I mean, he pulled his red shirt last year, went, I think, 18-6 and six and got second in the ACC. So he's going to be fun to watch. Who you got? Yeah, I I think Hal's the favorite, but uh, I'm gonna lean Andonian. Uh, I want to see what he made, what gains he made in the off season. Um, I think I'll, I'll take the underdog here. Yeah, um, I, I'm. Yeah, I'm doing the same. I'm going Andonian. Um, I think Hal's gonna have a hard weekend, um, and like, it's just gonna be tough for him. He's gonna. I, I personally think he's gonna start at zero and two, which sucks. But uh, we're gonna get to see him battle back and. Um, I have no doubt that he'll be right there uh, nipping at the door at the end. Um, 157, Connor Brady and uh, Barton. I, I should have put both their first names, but Brady and Barton. Uh, Brady is going to be a freshman for Virginia Tech. Uh, he's another guy that was highly recruited. Um, and then Barton's actually, uh, he's right on the edge. Uh, he, he's ranked by the open mat, but he's right down there at the at the bottom. So um, that, that'll be a good one. Uh, I think uh, Connor Brady, though. Yeah, Brady as well. Cool. Um, I think he's going to be a tough up-and-comer. All right, and then I'll let you take over at 65 because 65 is uh, returning national champ, Makai Lewis. And then uh, I think you said Austin Kreiser uh, from Campbell that uh, you said would be a good match with Kennedy Monday earlier. So uh, what are your thoughts here? I mean, uh, it's a little different, you know. Um, Makai is the guy. So I think it's Mikai for sure. I think Austin Kreiser is a, a guy that he could have for a second round at NCAAs. So um, I think it's going to be Lewis all the way. Let me ask you this. So what's – how do you factor in the Mikai that we saw at RGC Cup? Because I I don't think we saw the best version of Mikai at RGC Cup. So what do you think? Is there... I'd borderline ignore it. Really? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's a different style. It's, uh, I mean, we haven't seen NCAA Mackay since NCAAs, you know? Yeah. Uh, but he's he's gonna he's gonna be great. I don't think that this is a match that he needs to sweat. Um, and he's got a lot of time, you know? He's, 
He was the eight seed when he won the national title. So he's a guy that shows up when the lights are on. So I'm, I wouldn't sweat it. I wouldn't sweat uh, a bad result. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that he's. I think he's going to walk through the ACC. Uh, I I hate to say that because there's some really good dudes in there with with Bullard and Wenzel and all those. in Monday, yeah. um, definitely some landmines, but I, I think that he's going to get it done. Um, yeah, so I I got Mackay as well, um, and we'll move on. And at 174 for Virginia Tech, we've got uh, Colton Clark and then Campbell. We've got Murphy. Uh, I honestly don't know, know too much about Murphy from Campbell or Clark from Virginia Tech. Um, do you know anything here at 74? No. Um, I'll go Murphy just because I don't want to give uh, Virginia Tech all the matches. Um, yeah, I, I honestly don't know much. I mean, I saw Murphy wrestle in the wrestle-offs for Campbell, uh, and he looked pretty good, so... I don't know. I'll go Virginia Tech, though. I mean, he's uh, he actually. I think I had somebody else in the lineup at seventy four, and uh, that was another one that I was told to switch. So, um, obviously, he's done enough to earn that spot at least for the first week. Um, one eighty four though. Uh, Hunter Bullen versus Andrew Morgan. Bullen is the preseason number two, I think, on the open mat, and uh, uh, Andrew Morgan's number seven. Andrew Morgan's an interesting case, though. We might not see him this weekend. Uh, just so everybody knows, we might not because he is technically a guy that is still in the mix of getting his sixth year. Um, he had an injury, and technically last year he was done, but the NCAA, I don't know what the situation is because Morgan kind of came out and said that he was he got the year. Uh, they have him on the roster, so it's looking that way, but I also talked to some people that said that it's not a done deal with the NCAA yet. Um so I don't know if we'll see him or not. And the other interesting thing is if the NCAA grants him that sixth year, he gets a seventh year. Too. Does he get two? Yeah. That's wild. Um, What's happening with Cade Brock? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. More Cade Brock. I'm, I'm down for that. Um, you're not. I mean, I am. It's just like annoying from my standpoint. No, for sure. Like, I get Savon it. Mijic, Savon Mijic was a senior in high school and I think I was a freshman. He's <laughs> still in college. <laughs> That's insane. He's got uh, two more years of eligibility if he wants it, which wow. is just absolutely absurd. Yeah. No, that's... But, you know. That sucks. It does. Um, but... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, Bolin, Morgan, I think you kind of said it before. Who are you going with? Uh, Bolin, I think that... I mean, he's top four for sure um i think the top four and that that tier is is um amin brooks bolin highly and then maybe Laprez is in there but uh i mean he's he's gonna be fighting for a national title so i don't see really anyone touching him other than those those top five i will say interesting thing to throw on there though i'm gonna agree with you i'm gonna go with bolin but um they did meet last year and in that dual meet, they actually had a barn burner match, eleven to ten. Bowling one in tiebreaker two. Wow, I see that Navy yeah. Classic. That Navy Classic, which is like okay, that's like one of the that was in November. So I mean, some people aren't their best in November. I think just the important thing to take from that is like 
Andrew Morgan's good. So yeah. do not yeah. do not count him out of the match. Uh Bullen's definitely the heavy favorite, but uh, you know, they wrestled an eleven to ten tiebreaker two match last time. So uh if if Morgan got the win here, don't have your socks blown off. It can happen. Um but I'm picking Bullen as well. Uh and then one ninety seven, Andy Smith for Virginia Tech, and then uh Godali of Campbell sorry sir don't hurt me you're large um but <laughs> yeah so uh, I don't know here I, I honestly don't know much about either of them uh Andy Smith new to the lineup and uh I don't know much about the Campbell guys so uh I don't know <laughs> uh, honestly I'm just gonna move on uh unless you got something uh, I'll go Campbell again <laughs> you're a Virginia Tech hater I'm not a hater. I just, uh, you know, I don't. I'm not a fan of blowouts either. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, 285. We've got Boris versus Nix. Uh, I think you said earlier that Nix uh, heavyweight is actually ranked, right? No, I said the Navy heavyweight was ranked. Navy heavyweight. Okay. Um, so in that case, it's going to be Boris for me. Uh, I think that he's right there with fighting for an ACC title. What are you laughing at? <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be boring for me. Uh, it's going to be boring for me, dog. So, oh I, my goodness! So Hilligus beat out Girardi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one that's not in the lineup is Joy Prada at 125. Yeah, but I, I knew that. I knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, um. But I, I think one cool thing too to to take from that I, when I talked to Latona earlier um, he he mentioned that when he got to Virginia Tech uh, he was getting beat up in the room like everybody does when they get to college right uh, but he mentioned Prada as one of those guys that was beating on him uh, so you know he obviously he has nothing but good things to say about everybody uh, and he would never say anything but I think it's interesting to see that the Latona's like the strides he's made because he's getting the nod over over Prada now so I think that it's speaks to you know the improvements that he's made in his game um it's weird you know you get in the college room and just like after three months you get superpowers i swear i swear i was i just like i got superpowers guys like coaches that i couldn't beat when i was a senior in high school i came back and i was smashing them. and uh i didn't really experience the the beatdowns that a lot of people get outside of George. George, he kind of crushed me, but he was a couple of weight classes bigger than me. Uh, international finals. International finals. He's very good at wrestling. He's very good at the sport of wrestling. But he wrestled. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's weird. You know, you just you just adapt, and uh, it's really cool. It's a cool feeling, uh, and everyone gets it if you stick with it and you you stay disciplined. And yep. it's. Yeah, um, cool man. Well, honestly, you know we've gotten through all the duels. I was gonna do after this picks of the week with these matches, but honestly, you know we already went through and did our picks, and um, I think we. There's only one match that that would be a pick of the week that, that's left. It's Wenzel versus Schedule because we already did O'Connor Heil, we did Andonian Heil, and we did Bowen Morgan. Cool. So, all right. Well, first I gotta ask, like, should we just keep track of, of our duels, or should we do like I need one? To do both. Because they're different things, you know. Okay, 
All right, so how many like how many matches of the week do you think we do? Do we do three? Do we just pick one? Four. Like four? Or, okay. Yeah, yeah, let's do four. Because okay. this is four, we'll stick with it. Oh, also, I forgot that do you got Virginia Tech or Campbell? Tech. Okay, cool. Me too. So No, uh, every single tech guy and then I'm gonna pick Campbell. I picked every single I actually picked every single tech guy, so uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, we as far as duels go, uh, we only got one difference. So one of us is, is going to be have a loss next week, which is going to be awesome. And I'm going to keep a, a duel I mean, counter. We could both have losses. We could both be wrong. Yeah, definitely we could. But uh, you yeah, know, not. at least one. We'll have at least one <laughs> loss. Uh, so one of us will have at least one loss between two of us. So. For the matches, though, let's just go through the ones that we already picked. We both picked O'Connor. We both picked Andonian. uh, And we both picked Bolin. So the only match left, and we'll just pick this one, uh, Jake Wenzel and Tanner Schedule. And I I have to have Schedule for Navy to win, so I'm going Schedule. Awesome. I'm going Wenzel. Uh, So we're going to have the same situation for our... Wenzel kind of kicked the crap out of him last year, is what I'm reading. Is that right? 9-3. Okay. So I did not do my research. Um, so I was just doing it during it. I'm going to write that down just so we've got it, but I've got Wenzel, you've got schedule. So we have some skin in the game. Um, but we're going to have, uh, like I said, moving forward, I'm going to keep a tracker on here so that you can see all the time, you know, who's what, what our records are and, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, as we go through the year, one of us is, is going to win. Um, and, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun year, man. I'm excited. There's some really good uh, matchups, good duels this weekend, and you know, as we keep going, we're gonna have better and better duels, and it's just gonna be so much fun, man. But yeah, you're gonna see a big old goose egg in the losses column for me too. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I think you're gonna have a one in the loss column after the first freaking week, Jack. So, because uh, because Navy's yeah, gonna dude. lose off of Wenzel winning. And then I'm going to be undefeated, and you're going to have a couple of losses. Uh, Whatever. Yep. But anyways, we're winding down here. We've been talking for a while, so it's probably time to go. Um, is there anything else that you want to say just about the week ahead or, or anything going on? No, man. Just enjoy it. Enjoy watching the college wrestling while we have it. Yeah. Because we never know what can happen. And uh, – you know, I'm, I'm grateful for this year. I think that a lot of people, a lot of people complain like, "Oh, thank God, 2020 is over. Let's keep bring on 2021." But I hate to say it, but you know, one day doesn't make a difference. Um, so you got to take what you have and you got to make the most of it. I know that it's easy to to feel sorry for yourself, but nobody else is feeling, feeling sorry for yourself. So, uh, you know. I know that's hard to take in, but that's what we get taught in wrestling, right? You're cutting weight, you're you're hurting. No one else is feeling sorry for yourself. You know, you're you're dehydrated, you're starving, whatever. Like that's that's on you. And you know, I think that 2020, even though I took I took a lot of losses on the chin, I think um, I I had a great year. I got probably the biggest win in my career uh, a couple weeks ago against Nation and. Uh, you know, I got to see my family more than I have in the past five years. Uh, just being home in Dallas because of quarantine, uh, it really renewed a lot of relationships. And I'm just thankful. I'm thankful to, to be alive and to be kicking and 
you know, uh, still have the freedoms uh, that I do in America. And uh, just I'm grateful for everyone watching this and, and sorry for my rant. But, you know, as the year ends, uh, I'm thankful for this relationship. I didn't know Jacob before quarantine. And because of quarantine, I got to meet him. And, uh, you know, this has been a great opportunity and we're going to be doing big things next year. Yeah, man. Thanks. I mean, obviously it's, it's crazy for me to hear you say that because I was a big fan of yours before I even met you. So, uh, weird relationship, man, but it's freaking awesome. So I love it. It's fun to talk wrestling, especially with somebody so high caliber. And, and I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to exact say the same echo, the same you said, right? 2020 while it sucked at a lot of times, um, you know, there's a lot of good things that came out of it. There's a lot of changes, improvements that have come in society and, uh, you know, school and wrestling and, and everything. Uh, so it's, you know, it's, it's been a good year as well. Um, and I'm looking forward to 2021. I think, uh, everybody needs to, to go get vaccinated when you can, uh, in the words of Pat McAfee, it takes all of us. So, uh, go get vaccinated and, and, be safe. Keep doing what you're doing. Like Jack said, just because it's another day doesn't like it doesn't change anything, right? COVID's still a thing. Keep doing what you got to do to be safe. Um, but yep, I am very fortunate for 2020. Very fortunate that Jack got to meet me as well. So uh, yeah, man. But uh, we'll end it there. Uh, me and my co-host Jack Mueller had a great time talking to you tonight, Jack. And uh, I'll be excited to talk about some freaking results next week, man. Um, yeah, gonna be crazy. Not just talking about duels happening, but actually what happened. It's going to be awesome. So uh, we'll have new rankings. We'll have new everything next week. Be back talking about it. uh, And we will see you next time.